0: Hi and welcome to episode 5 of the Flying Tortuga Brothers. This week we have part 2 of our interview with legendary Everglades landscape photographer Clyde Butcher. Got about a half hour of great conversation with Clyde ahead. We're going to talk more about the Everglades, art, and the national parks. So Clyde, we've talked a little bit about, you know, how pretty the Everglades are and shooting it, but let's talk for our listeners a little bit um about the environment and some of the things you've been able to do, raising awareness for the Everglades and how important they are to the structural health of the United States. Well,
1: when I first really started photographing uh, and seriously the Everglades. There was a, yeah, the federal government know. was suing the state of Florida because we were letting the polluted waters go into the Everglades. Mm-hmm. And so I was actually working with water management to understand. And it's, it's really an interesting system. I don't think there's anything else like it in the world. There's a lot of swamps in the world, but they're not, they're not clean swamps like the
0: Everglades. Right. I wasn't expecting how pure and clear and clean the Everglades were when I got here. I was really quite surprised and taken aback yeah. by that.
1: Yeah, it's, so it was, it's really—and the, 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 the politicians— Didn't understand it. Luckily, when um, Nixon was trying to make a decision whether to make it uh, Big Cypress at National Park, uh, his daughter wanted to go see it. So they actually took her out. I think it's actually the same swamp that our gallery's in. Wow. She came back and said, oh, this is gorgeous. You know, it's not like it. People think about swamps as New Jersey.
0: (laughs) Well, and having grown up in the Hudson Valley, that's exactly what I thought of was muddy swamps. Yep,
1: yep, yep. It's stagnant.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, not moving at all. Yeah,
1: in the, in the summertime when it's raining, the grass is bent over about forty-five degrees.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's, it's moving. It's a beautiful sight. Yeah,
1: yeah. and it's moving that good. Uh, when I'm on the north side of, of Forty One, uh, you, you stay on the down side of the water, and you can drink right from the swamp.
0: I can believe that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: it was crystal clear when we were um, mm-hmm. at your place a
2: month ago. Yeah. yeah. So beautiful.
1: You know, Big Cypress has an uh, Artist Residence program, too. Oh, they do? Yeah, I think National Park Everglades does. I've done uh, Artist Residence in Rocky Mountain National Park. And uh, Water Gap was... Uh,
0: Delaware, Water Gap. Delaware Water Gap?
1: Oh Water Gap. That is a pretty place.
2: I've hiked that before. I actually uh, painted there a couple of years ago. I did some plein air painting there.
1: There's, uh, I think, a set of 100 and some waterfalls yeah, it's absolutely stunning. Have you been there?
0: Yes, I have. Um, it wasn't far from where I lived, and there was a gallery in Pennsylvania that I showed at once in a while, and I would drive through the Delaware Water Gap. And yeah, you're right, that area has some fantastic waterfalls. Except most
1: people drive through it, they don't walk through it.
0: Yeah, yeah, in my case, a lot of it was trying to get to some place to the other, but I always, I always found myself making mental notes as I was driving for where I would want to come back to and then start from there. And it's a place I got to know pretty well.
1: That's a great place. I got attacked by a turkey there.
0: <laughs> Boy, that I believe. I I had yeah. a turkey on Route Seventeen and a little bit further upstate, New York, go right through my windshield. I mean, uh, I was—he
1: was on the ground, running at me,
0: chasing wow. you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd you do to make him mad?
1: I disturbed him. He was he was prancing for his girlfriend.
0: Oh, yeah. Ah. yeah, that would do it. Yep. Well, I guess if I was going to be attacked by an animal, I'd rather a turkey than an alligator.
1: Uh, I'm not sure about that. Alligators are pretty wimpy. <laughs> uh, the problem with alligators is if you get places where people feed them. Yeah, that's um, that's an absolute no-no. Golf courses is probably dangerous. Like at people's houses that dogs and cats that they like to eat. You know.
2: Yeah, when I when I was growing up in North Florida, um, I lived on Johnboy Creek, which is off Black Creek, which runs into the. Uh, St. John's River, but it was constantly, uh, people's dogs were being eaten if they mm-hmm. left their dog outside or it got too close to the water. It was well, a big thing. They're part
1: of the food chain. Yeah. People get upset. Well, that's just part of the food chain. Another interesting area, really great area in Florida is, is Apalachicola area. I agree. I agree. Um, back to what you said at the beginning
2: of our um, podcast about how many different views there are of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't agree more. You know, Central Florida's got the caverns, and you've got all the springs. Oh, yeah. And and then you've got this beautiful, uh, all this rolling hills in the center of the state, like Kenansville, where all your orange groves are. And you've got the Everglades. And you've got the the beaches and
1: so many well, different. Well, the most uh, interesting places I've been, Santa Fe River. But it's where the Santa Fe meets the Suwannee, not the upper part. Okay. It's the lower part. Okay. It's hard to get to. My grandmother used to take me uh, canoeing on the Suwannee River
2: all the time when yeah, I it's kind of boring
1: it's kind of boring <laughs>
2: but for a little kid it was yeah, yeah, in yeah. the
1: Okefenokee swamp yeah, yeah I've never been there yet yeah I, I should I gotta go there uh, but where we where the Santa Fe meets the Suwannee there's about six miles of old growth cypress mm. I, and they're thick as fleas I mean it's just gorgeous
2: I have to see that
1: Sure. Uh, I could, I'll, I'll show you when we get through. I got a picture.
2: <laughs> oh, you got a picture in your pocket. I got a couple of them. In I my love pocket, that. Man. I love that.
1: Yeah, it's that tree that's fifty-three feet in circumference. Oh,
2: that's where it is. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. We found the secret location. That's like giving away your fishing spot. You know, you never yeah. do that.
1: Well, when you when it's high water, you probably won't recognize it. Okay. We were there actually uh, one spring when it was dry. That was actually pretty exciting. It's one of the first shooting events in Florida that I could put my camera on the ground.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> that makes
1: sense. I normally I have to put my camera bag on my back, and my wife takes the gear out and hands it to me. And yeah. It's a two, two person operation.
2: And she's the one that's usually shooting you
1: taking the pictures. She's a great great artist. Yeah. I've looked at some of her work when I got here today. Yeah. yeah she's good. She's cra- she's got some really weird stuff she does too.
0: Well, the hand colored ones of the flowers in the swamp are just otherworldly. They're really 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 well done. Yeah.
2: yeah. They have a fairy tale quality to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Yeah, well she's she's pretty spacey. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah.
0: Well, we've got three artists around the table. I'm not gonna, we're, we're nothing but spacey. I'm not <laughs> going to
2: be the kettle on this one.
1: We, we, we've we been married 57 years.
0: 57, that's great.
1: Yeah. So you've been shooting, Um, you've been
2: photographing in black and white since for 50 years, basically, you said.
1: Well, from uh, 1961 through 1971, I was black and white. Okay. And then I wanted to make a living.
2: Yeah, that happens, yeah. Uh,
1: I saw Ansel's in 61... Sixteen by twenties were going for seventy-five bucks. Wow! Uh, he actually did a lot of color work in seventy in the early seventies too, because he was having he's getting a little upset not selling. So he thought, ah, shoot it in color. He was had no idea how to shoot color. He was shooting color just like he shoots black and white. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different world.
0: Yeah, it really is, and you have to, you have to from the, from the get go. You have to think one way or the other. You can't kind of. Yeah. Go and decide what you're going to do when you get there. You really got to know.
1: People, uh, photographers say to me, well, I do both. And I said, well, you're never going to be any good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're stretching yourself too wide, yeah.
1: You have to be able to not think. You have to start thinking. Then you've lost it.
2: Yeah, reactionary.
1: You have to feel it. Yeah. It feels like a black and white you shoot. It.
2: Which brings me to a, a, a big question that I have yeah. for you. Um, during the creative process, when you're out on a shoot, have you ever had sort of an existential experience where the hair just stands up on the back of your neck when you're? Oh, most most of my shots are, like that. shots are like
1: that. <laughs> uh, like that that uh, cigar worker pot. And it was nine years of excitement. And finally, when I finally got it, I was really excited. Yeah, I can imagine. I had a real yeah. climax, you Jumping know. Up and
0: down. <laughs> you probably knew before it hit the soup that you'd got what. you Oh bought. yeah,
1: oh yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was touch and go on depth of field though. You to look at that thing it was done with a 5.7 mm-hmm. 72 millimeter and it's a lot of depth of field problems in that picture
0: yeah. well there's so much going on that it can it can hide some of that and yeah there's such such beauty in it and i could look at that one all day the other one that i really really am drawn yeah. to is the low water level cypress ones here i've always
1: wanted to do that but i'm always a little nervous because that's when that level happens <clears throat> a lot of uh, rattlesnakes are out Okay, so you gotta be. I, I have these, uh, what do you call it? These chaps that are made out of uh, like that bulletproof stuff. Kevlar. Kevlar. Mm-hmm. They're very. you mean, no, you're on. Because I don't like boots. I just. I always I use tennis shoes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm with you there. Actually, since I got here, it's almost always sandals unless I'm shooting, and then I actually put on the the leather sneakers. Yeah,
1: that's true. Uh, you should have cotton ones.
0: I do um my converse ones they
1: can make uh you can still buy the high tops
0: right. I have the converse high tops, the black yeah. ones. um the thing about the converse ones is that there's just no support for my feet in there. They're pretty flat, yeah, know, but oh well,
1: that's what I wore when we
0: went. That's right. I, I wore high top converse yeah you
1: know, they don't they don't pull off your feet. You get some mud. I've been very professional in different kinds of mud. Of I'm of sure <laughs> you're an expert
2: in mud and the vacuum created by it.
1: Yeah, and also I kind of go on an area where there's uh, springs. You see this beautiful sand. You stand there and you don't realize there's a spring coming up there. It's called quicksand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've gotten stuck a couple of times. Just
2: pretty scary. The things of my childhood Saturday movies, you know, <laughs> with the quicksand.
1: Yeah, I mean it was because the water's coming up and and shaking the sand you know and you just keep going down
2: it is pretty though it looks like a little cloud underwater yeah
1: what you do is you you lose use a lot a lot of the lower part of your legs as your feet like a like a snowshoe okay
0: okay hmm. well, I'll, I'll file that one away for you <laughs> boy when that happens i'm going to be really glad i listened to clyde day oh yeah. you, well, you get stuck in
1: mud that's how you do it Okay. Certainly you certainly tell you spent a lot more time in the swamp than we have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's for sure. I'm a newbie. I'm just getting into it.
1: A... Well, one of the really scary places of mud is uh, Florida Bay. Some serious mud there. It's like quicksand, like wet concrete.
2: Mm-hmm. Scottish bogs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine it's yeah. probably like that. Yeah. yeah, where the sheep get caught in there and they can't get out. Yep.
0: Yeah. One of the things I like so much about Big Cypress is the, yeah, there is the silt and there is, you know, there is some... But you're also on a nice strata of limestone, and it's there, and you can feel it. And a lot of times, because of the path, you know, you're you're never too far away from what's really solid footing.
1: Some places.
0: Absolutely some places. I mean, I haven't Uh, been too far in. Well,
1: there's a place in Corkscrew where the mud is 23 feet. The muck's 23 feet deep.
0: Wow. You lose my car in that. I about lost my swab buggy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a story right there. Well, you yeah. get, you have
1: to keep with a swamp buggy. Once you start moving, you can't stop. Or it'll you stay. Get, you're staying on top.
0: It'll get swallowed up. Well,
1: once you break the sur- surface,
0: that's it. Okay.
1: Hmm. You learn all these things as <laughs> you're going along in Florida. You learn a lot of things in <laughs> Florida.
0: I'm gonna keep that mental ro- Rolodex of things I need to know for emergencies. Right. So, speaking of things I need to know, um, what kernel of wisdom or piece of advice can you give us about? doing an artist residency or getting selected for one, how to stand out for that? I mean, obviously your work stands out, so that's, you know, easy enough to pick you. But what yeah. advice would you give about applying for a residency? As
1: professional as you can, uh, and also talking more about the environment than your than your art.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I
1: was in uh, Rocky Mountain, I was in Rocky Mountain National Park with a, a residence. And one of the people that was an artist in residence had... Was it music? And he made this tape that actually the um, park sold to their gift shop, and it had music. It all said, also it had the elk cries and buffalo fangs. Some of the ambient sounds. And, and we're, we're going along and say, "Where's where's that elk at? Uh, <laughs> where's that elk at?" I love that. <laughs> that was that was pretty neat. Parks usually have a, a traveling exhibit mm-hmm. of the work that you do, and that. Uh, goes around the country that's beautiful
0: yeah it's exciting stuff we're definitely gonna work our tails off to be selected for 2020 well you
1: know you could also there's a lot i mean almost every park has an artist residence
0: yeah no you're absolutely right And we've kind of talked about that a little bit that we really had our sights set on loggerhead just because it really spoke to us the location that's that's probably the most
1: exotic one around
0: Yeah, and certainly, yeah, there's a real reason why you need two people because you don't want to get stuck out there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I don't think there's much problem as far as uh, animals. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't
0: think so. There's there's no mosquitoes. There's no fresh water. (laughs) But
1: uh, there's every once in a while, a little boat of Cubans will land. Okay, we were uh, we were in, we were the two triggers of the fort. We had a, a boat land with six Cubans. Wow, that was an interesting experience. They, they, I mean, if they had missed the fort, then if they had missed Logger Island, they would have been yeah de- de- dead.
0: Yeah, there's nothing else. Who knows how long it would have been before somebody got to that island. More days than there are there was water. Well, <laughs> sure. you'd
1: be up into Texas somewhere before yeah. you hit land. Again. The Gulf.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: I don't think I had enough. I don't think I had enough gas.
2: <laughs> we really love the aspect that it is so um, sort of far flung, and this residency in particular appeals to us because it is Florida, and for me particularly because I'm a native, and because of the environment, and I've seen how dry the everglades are from above from from the air mm. and it's I don't think people really have any idea of how brown it is out there and just a few pools here and there you yeah. and then the retaining water uh, just west of Miami that's basically holding that city together
1: uh, one of the things that Tortugas I thought was pretty exciting when I went on the loggerhead seeing all these solar panels they weren't running a the generator they're on the on the uh, fort they're trying to figure out how to get solar to work there mm. it's a gorgeous island Great palm trees, uh, all kinds of undergrowth. Of course, beautiful water.
0: Dark skies at night for astrophotography. Oh yeah,
1: the lighthouse.
0: With, mm. Yeah, and the lighthouse isn't operational, so it's the best kind for that kind of photography. Well,
1: they're working on it, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean it was decommissioned. Uh, I don't know if they're planning on bringing it back. Well, what
1: they want to do is put LED bulbs in okay. it, and not not a heavy-duty lighthouse. Just enough for boats to not hit the island.
0: Sure. That's a good idea. Yeah.
1: And also didn't think about much electricity. Right. Because you have to have battery storage because the solar doesn't work at night. Right.
0: <laughs> right. So that requires battery packs. Yeah.
1: So, but there, I, last time I was there, uh, that's what
0: the uh, superintendent was telling us that uh, of the park that we're working on that. All right, so I think from my standpoint, I have just one more question for you, Clyde. And then I'm going to throw it over to Shannon for any last ones that he wants to throw in there. Yeah. Um, where next? Where's the, where's the place you'd still love to photograph that you haven't done yet?
1: Well, actually, it sounds kind of silly, but the St. John River area
0: doesn't sound silly to me at all. Uh, my my old stomping grounds. Well, it's it's
1: only, it's only well, it's one of the few rivers running north.
2: Yeah, the, there's only five, right? I think the Nile. Uh, yeah. Um, few Amazon St John's River, you know it's just just I'm not sure what
1: yeah. they are, but there's only very few there are yeah just a few and uh because interesting when you're uh headwaters you got on the west side, you got uh, rivers going south and just right next to it rivers going north, yeah, they kinda of like bypassing each other, yeah, like a highway yeah oh, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, Two the, sides of a highway well the uh uh Kissimmee starts at Disney World, and I think Saint John starts at uh, Blue Cypress Lake and runs down to Palatka. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, Blue Cypress Lake is an exciting place. Mm. It's really weird. It's blue.
2: <laughs> the water. The actual, yeah, it's actually blue, blue. Yeah, yeah it
1: looks blue. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> Got to be some minerals. Some minerals. Or something yeah, that's in coming the water. up. Obviously, maybe yeah. copper. Yeah. copper's all over the turquoise.
1: Yeah, it's blue. Uh,
0: Beautiful for photography.
1: Yeah, Well, color photography.
0: Sure.
2: The water is so black on those sort of um, feeder rivers and and creeks that come off of the St. John's. Um, I just wrote a beautiful poem about uh, when I was 11 or 12 years old, my family had a fish camp and in Green Cove Springs, right sort of on a finger that went out to the St. John's River. And I was standing on this catwalk. They had a boathouse with a catwalk that ran three-quarters of the way around. All the fishing rods hanging inside and deep freezers all the way around, full of bait and fish. Yeah. And uh, I remember standing there, and I just – the the whole creek is overhung with trees and branches, mm-hmm. and the Spanish moss is hanging there just gently swaying in the as the sun's going down at dusk. And this massive owl just drops out of the tree, like it's going to fall into the water, spreads its wings at the last minute and just glides past me silently. It's just one of those moments of my childhood that just yeah. being that close to nature, and it was so different then than it is now.
1: Those owls are silent. We have a couple of owls on our, our property out in the Big Cypress, a couple of red-shoulder hawks. They kind of have a little competition between the two. Mm-hmm. But one thing, I guess, is they're, they're, they they're like it out there because we have a few roads, so there's killing grounds.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. They're looking for those vermin. Yeah,
1: well we it we we appreciate them getting the rats. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good function for them. Yeah.
1: But uh I think that uh this I, I would imagine the um Arsenal residence uh in the Tortugas is probably pretty well sought after.
0: Yeah, it's a very popular one within the National Park Arts Foundation. It usually is very well applied for. This past one, I'm not quite sure. I know they extended it several times. I'm not quite sure what had happened, but uh, it definitely is. It's kind of balanced. One, On the one hand, it's very popular because of the, the beauty of the location, but then it's another complicated step to have it be two people who can get along for a month. You know, yeah. You know, two artists is one thing. Um, you can also do one artist and, and a spouse, so it can be anything like that. But I think that cuts back a little bit on the number of people that apply for it. And when you do get selected, I know they select a couple of alternates because you have to go out ahead of time and you have to see exactly what you're in for before you sign on the dotted line. So. You know, it's it's not for the faint of heart. That's when they show you the buckets. <laughs> yeah.
1: They might have an outhouse there, I don't know.
0: Um yeah, I think there were facilities in the house, but I can't guarantee it. We'll 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 find out and get back to you on that. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I, I just was there for a day. Mm-hmm. I was on the I was on the fort most of the time.
0: Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to exploring the fort, too. I want to definitely spend some time there, and if I can squeeze it in this summer. I know they only allow you to camp for two or three nights, I think, but I'd like to get down there and explore the fort uh, before I even go through the application process again.
1: One of the things that was neat about the fort were all the great trees in the courtyard. Mm-hmm. There's some great trees in the
0: courtyard.
2: Yeah, I've been there twice. I think there, were, there weren't there were a lot of trees in the courtyard, but the, the there's, trees... there's.
1: Three or four nice ones.
2: Three or four really big ones. Yeah. I remember I hung out under some sea grapes on one side of the island for shade because it was so hot. I was there in the middle of the summer. Yeah. Snorkeling off and then running back up the sand and <laughs> get into the shade. Yeah. But I love, I, d- I did love that overhanging sea grape that's right there where sort of that wall, that jetty wall runs out a time. Well, the there's floor. all
1: kinds of things. You know, there used to be a passage on the, I guess it would be the east side. Now it's all closed in. Mm.
2: Yeah, the snorkeling along that wall was really good. I saw seahorses, and you well, don't see those very want to go often. Want
1: the good snorkeling on the other side where the pilings are? Okay, that's where the uh, tarpon are. Oh, and uh, large. We were anchored there, in 1978, with our sailboat. There were there was a, a gar under your boat the whole time. Wow. Five foot. Massive.
0: Huge guy,
1: and my. My son, which was, I think he was eight, maybe mm-hmm. six or eight. And they wanted to catch it. So I said, okay. <laughs> and luckily he caught it. but luckily the line broke. They're a fight. Well, it occurred. wasn't much of a fight. It just broke the line. It
2: just took off.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was a steel leader too. He, he snapped the steel leader.
2: Wow. That's incredible.
1: Uh, it's, they're, they're they're really, really uh, kind of scary when you're swimming with them though.
2: Yeah. I find that with Barracuda too. Yeah. That's what, I'm, that's what I meant. With the barracuda. Um, and the, and the St. John's River and those creeks up there where you'd like to photograph next, it's full of alligator gar, and they are they are oh, a fight yeah. if you're a fisherman. I mean, oh, yeah.
1: they'll put a hurting on you. I saw a big big gator throw one of those up in the air and down his gullet. <laughs> yeah. Crunch.
0: That's pretty cool stuff. I'm yeah. just picturing that right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: I actually, just, it was about probably three foot. The gator just threw it up in the air and caught it.
2: Yeah. Gators are amazing. I'd watch them eat ducklings. You know, in the spring, my mom would say, if you boys get the yard cut, you can jump off the dock into the creek there. And we would do it every summer. I mean, we'd swim with the alligators. They never bothered us.
1: I uh, had a lady's poodle getting eaten at the gallery. Yeah. She's like, I can walk my poodle anywhere I want. And the thing was yapping at the gator. Yap, 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 yap. And that gator would, God, just kind of took it right over her head.
0: Oh, boy. I mean, you know, that's the, the amazing thing. About just like a just like a coon. Well, and it's just just like, you know, yeah. your, your gallery, the parking lot is right there on that front swamp and the, the alligators are right there. I mean, oh, yeah, there's probably
1: know. a dozen in that pond.
0: Yeah. And the, the the second time I went, no, maybe it was the first time when it was dry season and the hatchlings were there. It was rather incredible. There were a dozen of them right there and yeah. the mama right by. Yep. Yeah. So my questions are done. Shannon, do you have any more you want to throw in there?
2: I'm totally good. I, I can't thank you enough for for talking to us well, today it's been amazing well you
1: know to get information out about florida is pretty uh, pretty, pretty pretty exciting and i think that's that's a real good thing that you're doing here
0: well thank you for that but also clyde thank you for the lifetime of work and the the lifetime of making the everglades and the need to restore it and keep it beautiful that's that's a that's a, that's a real man's work, and you've done well, it. Well,
1: I, I I explained it to, to the, actually to the politicians, which was a first step, a good step, because you hard to follow. Politicians are hard to convince.
0: Yeah, because they're they have a lot of things that are driving them. But yeah, that's if you get them and get them behind your project, it gets yeah. a lot easier to get it done. So again, thank you so much for taking the time. And this is the Flying Tortuga Brothers podcast. We'll be talking to you again soon.